And welcome to the Hometown Headlines podcast edition. This is John Druckermiller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. We're going to take you on kind of a uh, update, maybe a tour, maybe insider information. How's that? On the Floyd County Jail. We are joined today by our sheriff, Tim Burkhalter. Sheriff, good morning, sir. Good morning. Glad to have you here. Chief Deputy Tommy McGuire is here as well. Tommy, good morning. Good morning, sir. Tommy and I were talking about retirement off air. You're a young man yet, so we, you don't have to worry about that kind of yeah, stuff yet, eight, right? 17 months. 17. As you may know, Tim is not running for what would have been a fifth term? It would have been a fifth term, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Tim has decided that he's gonna not going to retire. You're not going anywhere, right? Right. Outstanding. No, I'll be here. I'll be doing something. Well, that's great. Something Tommy and I are going to the beach, mama. right? We're going right. fishing. Yeah, I'm excited to go fishing with you, too. Come on down. We'll go do it. Right now, though, these gentlemen are totally committed to what they do every day, and that is keeping this community safe, being part of the community, as well as helping to incarcerate those either who maybe already have been through the court system or have been charged by local law enforcement. Gentlemen, it's a process. Tim, I told you this when you ran for your election the first time. The first time I met you, I said, why do you want to watch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of inmates whose only goal is he out of that jail cell? I've, I've uh, asked myself that a few thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you've done a great job of doing that as well. Both you gentlemen have as well. Uh, how many inmates on average do we have at the jail? On the average, it's 675. Today, where it was about 700. But at first appearance this morning, it'll probably drop back. I'll be darned. That sets a lot of people out there. And how much, you know, you guys have got that, you got this down to a system. You know, Tim, I've watched your work with the numbers over the years and, you know, funding and deputies, this kind of stuff. About how many people got to be on sh- average shift to supervise that many people? Uh, we've got uh, a total of probably today of maybe 10. Uh, we'd like to have 16 to 17, which, which is, you know, sounds crazy considering the fact that we've got that many inmates. Of course, we'd like to have more than that, but we, we feel safe in, in that range. And some days we'll have 12 to 14, but rarely do we have what we really need on the, on the floor. That's still a lot of people for you guys to manage, and you do a good job of it as well. Um, it, we're talking about what's going on with the jail. Of course, you guys have had you know incredible improvements over the years, structures, whatever it is. You're in the middle of a major project right now with this new medical wing. How about walking us through what's happening with this? Well, right now we are finally about to actually break ground up there. We have been—it's an incredible amount of planning. Even after the, after the splash passed, that was just a, the the start. But we, we, engineering and and moving a lot of dirt and and moving our training division. We have to, we have to move our training division out of the jail to a rented building uh, so we can use that part of the jail f- for expansion and. Uh, but we've done that, and we are just now really getting ready to start. Um, I'll, you'll know it when it happens because I'm gonna I'm gonna broadcast it when when the shovel hits the dirt or the sledgehammer hits the wall, and uh, when we start doing that, we'll we'll be we'll be emptying a part of the jail and demolishing it, and then rebuilding it the way we need it to, to uh, help to accommodate our our increasing medical mental health problem we've got here with our inmates well and that's our, our next question exactly i mean this is something that was part of the you know one of the recent splots here uh approved approved by city and county voters here for a need you guys kind of inherited especially after the closing of northwest georgia well, we, we we inherited a big time problem uh, when the when the hospital closed we are now the de facto mental hospital at the jail and uh we have upwards over a hundred now uh, inmates, with, uh, probably more than that, 
that take psychotropic medicine, uh, uh, and and our staff at the jail, we're, we're not really trained in, in the basic trainings that we have for mental inmates. Uh, we're, 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 the basic training doesn't include that. Well, now we're having to adjust to that. Yep. But um, this our jail currently was not built to have that. When we had two beds in there dedicated to it, so this will be a big big event for us. I've always been a critic of when they close the hospital. You know, when it, I know it was a state decision with federal thing. We won't go into all that today, but I always got mad because okay, we're closing it down for X, Y, and Z factor. And all these people get, you know, dispersed to whatever it was who need, they need help. I mean, that's what it is. And none of that money ended up coming back to this community that had been used to help care for these folks. And now, like you said, you guys are now the, you know, basically the, the default, you know, housing for it. And, you know, you need people, whatever it is. This addition, for example, I think you were just telling me off air about this. Uh, we're looking at, what, 60 beds? 60 beds. That is a pretty large addition up there. How big, how much was the uh, the spot on that one again? It was five point two million to twenty seventeen. We had a two point two back in twenty thirteen. So we're phase one is gonna take care of the two point two. That's where we're moving all relocating all the training outside the facility so that we can clear up that area for the five point two construction of the infirmary and the uh, mental health beds. Any idea when it will open? I mean, we're looking at construction starting pretty soon, you said, so any idea of a build out? Our our goal is to have it built by the end of this next year, hopefully by July of next year. Yeah. So about a year from right now, hope we have it up and running, that kind of. So 60 beds in there. Staffing is yet to come. That's going to be probably the next budget year. Yes, sir. It will be. We'll have to. We'll, we'll have a better idea by then what we'll know what we need. Well, you mentioned training, I mean, and helping taking care of some of these, you know, some of these patients who patients or inmates that come in there who do have special needs and all. I know y'all have worked very close with uh, NAMI, with uh, Nami, Bonnie yes. and Jim Moore. I know they do, what is it called, CIT? Cri- crisis Intervention Training, okay. CIT. And it is, uh, I don't mind telling you, the first time when they when they came about it, I, I wasn't so sure what it was. I really didn't know. And I thought that I had been here long enough to know what to do. But you know, I, it's, I was very wrong on that, and I've been improving it many, many times. I'm glad of it. it it's it's a, it helps to teach our people that uh, everybody that's that is not high or drunk, that you know they they, they may have other problems, and we can it's, it's helped to keep people out of jail to start with, right. and and it's helped us to understand what we're dealing with. It also gives them opportunities to de-escalate the situation. Good, they get a call. So they can talk them down before it becomes combative. That's got to be incredible handling. Like you know, hear it is, you guys, you, you when you hire your deputies, they ought to go through a certain training. I think all are you know po- post certified, right? They all mm-hmm. go through different kind of training. But did they ever get any kind of training to deal with this? Not in the basic training, not at all, unless they've been married. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was Sheriff Tim Brookover, <laughs> by the way. We're gonna be hearing from your wife in a second. No, I really. Uh, you think what these poor, what these, uh, you know, the, the deputies, men and women, go through already to be trained for this, and then here's a whole nother level that was not a part of you know the courses that are offered, whatever it is out there. And like you said, you know, you guys are veteran law enforcement guys. You're going through the CIT training with the folks from NAMI and elsewhere, and I mean, it's a whole new world. It is, and it's uh, it's very necessary, uh, considering the volume of of the mentally ill we have here and this opioid crisis that we're going through with other drugs and, and drugs that they take normally or they don't take normally 
when they're off their medicine. That's what we hear a lot of times. Yep. They're, they're not taking their medicine. And, uh, you know, if they've had their medicine, they may not have to go, you know, be there to begin with. And then another one's taking their medicine and they're taking other drugs. And then it's uh, we've got this new scanner up at the jail now, body scanner, to help us to uh, keep people from having drugs hidden on them in, when they come in the jail and, or, and, and try to catch some that's ingested it before they got in there. Um, it's it's a you know we had a death last year and where a guy had obviously swallowed some before he was brought to jail, and if we'd had that scanner, the likelihood of that happening would have been less. Well, in fact, you've had a, a situation, a couple of situations in recent weeks. Number one, um, where I think one of your jail medical folks and one of your jailers uh, was able to save a young lady's life who had tried to take her life. Yes, sir. It was we're very fortunate. I mean, uh, of all the. This is not something I'm really proud of, but of all the suicide attempts that we have at the jail, um, and we have ha- had quite a few attempts, you don't hear about those that, that that we cut down or the inmates help us. They'll tell us that somebody's about to commit suicide. Uh, you know, there, we have we have a, a few successes here and there, and that was where one where we everybody tries to monitor the ones you, that we know. And then there's ones that you just suspect you just have a bad feeling about. And in this case right here, I mean, the, it, the girl had came to drug on drug charges, and came to jail on drug charges, and and was despondent and and, and combative. And, and sure enough, uh, it worked out good that time. Incredible. Of course, another jail death just happened just recently. That one, by the way, people say, well, gosh, tell us more about that one. That actually is under investigation right now by the GBI, which is standard procedure of any time in custody death. So we'll talk a little bit more about that one after we get some more reports back from the GBI and that as well. But again, I mean, you guys have got, you know, like I said, up to 700 inmates right now. You got people working three shifts, you know, a day to keep these folks safe. You got to keep them safe. You got to keep them fed. You got to keep your people safe and fed. Um, at one time, you guys had some turnover issues that I know you all really, in part, in the expression with law enforcement, y'all pretty much arrested that one, though, too. Uh, yes, sir. Um, we're we're aggressively recruiting hard and in different ways and different mediums now uh, to to get good staff. Where it's still a, a very big struggle, and it's not just for us. I mean, it's in public safety as, as a whole. Um, but we, we, we to get good people, the, the ones that we want to get, uh, it's harder to do now than it used to be. And when I, when I, when I applied for four positions back in 1985, we had 100, 100 people for four positions. And now we'll have 20 people for 15 positions. That's amazing. That's I mean, it's just you know it's it's a it's a myriad of number of reasons there for that, but you do get recruiting, you do get folks coming in there, and retention has been good. Um, tell me about that. What who is the average jailer today? What is the you know manner? I mean, I know it's both genders, so um, we're having a whole lot more younger, I think, than than we have in the past. Um, I, you know, most of them have high school education. I, well, all of them have a high school RGED. Um, we're getting some from the military. Um, not as much as we'd like. We'd like to have, uh, you know, ideally, we would like to have someone that that um, that was older of an older age that that has more of a temperance level, because uh, the first thing happens with these younger people is they get tested back there by the inmates. But uh, uh, you know, we really work hard to recruit good people. It's just finding that pool out there of people who want to work. You know, they, a lot of people will compete against us in uh, 
and say, well, you go to work for the sheriff, you're going to go work in the jail, which is true. I, I started to work at the jail when I went to work there as a jail officer. And, and I like to tell these these people when they come there, this is the proving ground. This is where we know whether or not you're going to make it or not. If you can't make it here in this jail, you're not going to make it anywhere. If you think they can give you a job, a set of car keys at another agency, and you know, you're taking that responsibility not knowing whether or not you've got the tolerance for this. And we use it as a proving ground up there. You, you, and some of the best officers in this county all started at the sheriff's office, at the, in the jail. And, you know, one of our commissioners, the commission chairman did. You learn a lot about how to deal with people. I forgot, Scotty Hancock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's where he started. You learn about how to deal with, with difficult people all the time. And, uh, and, and we weed out the ones that don't make it. Of course, Scotty now has one of those piece of cake jobs where he's just kind of working for right. working for our local hospital, kind of you know, feet on the table, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, free health care, I'm sure too. Yeah, Scotty, we hope you're listening, buddy. He'll, he'll catch that one. Today, we're talking a little bit about the Floyd County Jail. We'll do that more with our guest after this break. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition. This is John Drucker Miller with you from hometownheadlines.com. Again, we are joined by Sheriff Tim Burkhalter, Chief Deputy Tommy McGuire. Guys, again, thanks for being here. Talking about jail, jail operations. Tommy, off air during the uh, break here, we talked about what's what's going on over there. I mean, as we speak, I mean, I did not know we were so timely. You guys have got equipment, heavy equipment coming on site this week, today maybe. Yes, sir. They're beginning this morning, move the equipment in. Looks like phase one construction will begin next next week. All right, that'll be coming up. So you'll see if anybody comes by the jail, you're on 53, Georgia, Calhoun Road, whatever you want to call, you're going to see some big equipment up there. Um, to get that ready again, Tim, you said earlier, this, we're looking at maybe about a year build out, get yes, that sir. up and running. And then we'll go from there. What's going to be as follows? Hiring. Um, I want to come back to that very quickly. I know we've got to get to that point yet. Uh, when you do make these hires, though, so you're hiring not only jail you know, I, I guess would he still be certified deputies, plus those with extra medical training now? Well, yes. The actually, uh, the, the medical company will be hiring staff too. Okay. And and we'll we'll have additional staff to to man the block. Too, I'd like to iterate. We're going to be, you know, networking with the community. Nami, you've already mentioned, uh, and we're going to look to put together a plan for mental health in the future as we get closer to completion of construction good a little bit, a little bit more proactive stuff as well as yes, uh, sir. now get a good idea about that well let's talk about that that's a that's a good segue into our next topic and that is the improvements you've made into safety for the inmates and safety for the jailers too yes sir uh when our first term when we when we took over uh the, we had a huge problem with the software which they never really gave us a uh, answer what the, well, the doors were coming open they'd pop open for no reason and uh we had to have you know lock, com- severe lockdown with other agencies and that and you know had to pay the company to come in here and put felt down the floor they said it was static electricity then it was a lightning strike and it was this but but we eventually upgraded all that software and changed our our, our computing system changed that 
we were able to get something called um, virtual visitation, basically, where you can not total virtual, but uh, uh, video visitation at the jail where you can come up and visit without going back. It, it saves on staff movement, inmate movement. It's a, it helps to when you have a short staff that, that we can do that and, and keep some of the more dangerous ones back there. In the future now, we're going to at, at some point, I don't know if it'll be in my term, but it'll be in the maybe the next year, so we'll have, eventually have virtual visitation where you could visit from somebody in the jail from your office computer. Isn't that something? And then and never have to leave the house. And I'm sure the attorneys are going to really like that. <laughs> um, and, and those types of things are coming, and uh, that will be a whole lot safer for our staff and for the inmates. We've also got uh, just recently uh, these tablets in the jail for our inmates where uh, it's like a, a small iPod tablet that's got uh, information where they can make orders from the jail store, they can send emails with it. Uh, they, it's fee-based to a certain degree. Uh, they can be rewarded for good behavior with the play able to play a game or so. Uh, and, and we're working on adding things like where they can get their GED and maybe some in the future uh, things like uh, drug abuse, pre- treatment programs, and maybe online classes for, for higher education. It's things that we can do that we haven't done yet that, that maybe will help us to work in our next year where we're going to launch a program called The Bridge. It's going to be the name of it. It's going to be a reentry program. We're going to work really, really hard my last year to get this program because 85% of the inmates at that jail are going to be get back in our community, okay, 85% of them. And they're going to be out here, and, and it's not our job to rehabilitate them. It's not our job to do that. And primarily we won't be doing it. We're going to have volunteers in our community to come with different churches and clergies and educators to, to do this, but we're going to work at, at this program to get these inmates, uh, teach them how to life skills that they didn't learn, how to, how to shake a hand, how to tie a tie, how to have eye-to-eye contact, how to do a job interview, and so that when we get them out of the transition them out of the jail to this other location that we're working on, and I'm not going to blow it up for everybody yet, but we're working on a, a, another way. We call it a bridge because they leave the jail to get this other part of the life where they're stable, whether it be a home, whether it be a job, whether it be someone to, uh, to help them. There's a, such a, 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 a gap, a gap between that, okay, that they fall off in, in the bad behavior, bad crowd, whatever. So we, we kind of call this program the bridge because it's going to be a bridge to get from the jail back into being productive in the society. And uh, it's something that we're going we're gonna to really kick off this last year and finish strong with. I know a few churches in town. I think Life Church has been that, very— That's uh, one of the ones yep. that's primarily— fo- kicking this off with us but there'll be more oh good i've had some conversations restoration Rome. oh yeah uh good they and what they're what they want to do of course with hope village up here at the uh, talk about the former uh, hospital site they got some big plans for that as well making all that happen though you made you know like you said this is something that you guys are not supposed to do it's not part of your job description but, I, I and, love those words, John. That, that's something that that we've we did from the first day we came in, when when we started these programs, educating our kids and these other different programs. They're not in our job description, and I, and and you know I like that because we're giving more than what we're supposed to do. It, I always felt like we didn't do enough just running the jailhouse or the 
courthouse or serving the warrants, and I'm not running for election. I'm not talking about re-election. I'm talking about things I'm proud of that we got to do uh, that, that isn't in our job description. And these things we that, that I'll, I'll lay it on the next sheriff to keep it going, but it's, it's incre- increased our big footprint in this community so that that we're in the, in the conversations about change and a positive change. And uh, That's your motto, a positive is, in the community. It is, and that's what we want to do. We want to leave it better than we found it and have the next one challenge them to do better. And uh, But these programs are about getting these inmates out. You know, the mindset for so many thousands of years is always, that you know, bread and water and and and, 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 and you have to give these guys um an opportunity and because a lot of them up there just had a, made a mistake and they fell into that hole and they can't get out and there's some up there that don't never never be out never need to be out but they're not the ones we're working on and uh so we we got some ideas and it's not in our job description and we're, we're proud of it well one thing about it also you made you mentioned the, the the magic word there starts with a v and that's volunteer uh, I mean, working with with these churches and other groups in the community as well. I think it's great to see you guys have established a rapport with them enough where they feel comfortable coming to y'all, saying, "Hey, you know, we want to like, you know, we want to put that video link in there to do the GED or you know, and of course, church services as well." Yes, sir. Um, but it's just kind of a nice to see the community working with you guys as well on this. We've been very blessed. Uh, uh, we have such of a community outpouring when. For example, when we had the tornadoes or hurricanes or anything, when we we just said that we're we're doing this and we're going to try to do this, and before we know it, we got the high schools, the churches, the businesses, the community oh, yeah. just swallowed us up, and uh, we have just a uh, and it and it's all because we've got people that work up there who care a lot more. They they have kids in in our community and in the schools, and they and they they're the lowest paid law enforcement you'll ever see they're right up on that hill up there. But they really give the most. Well, y'all done some great job. Of course, you're talking about, you know, some of the hurricanes and whatever. Uh, I mean, how many times now has Rome Cares been mobilized? To knock on wood, so far this year has been quiet. But, I mean. But we're ready. We're actually you. ready. That we, We're ready to go. And we've, we've established bases of uh, core support teams. And uh, we've learned from the first one we had uh, the, and that the old Kmart building down there at the Goodwill now. Um so we are now uh, trained and poised and ready and funded and uh and it's been such a such a great experience to get out and let, let the world know how much they care here in rome georgia and we've got a footprint much bigger than our town uh, but uh, it's it's a it's something that builds our employees too and we have more and more volunteer every time and um i'm really proud of that I think it was great that also, I think one time, back when there was this thing called radio, uh, we were talking one time to y'all about Rome Cares, and I believe not only was the deputy or one of your jailers involved, but the wife and the kids, too. I mean, the whole family kind of became oh, yes. part of the Oh, thing. yes, oh, the Womax. They are, you get a, a whole package with them, and uh, <laughs> it, it's something else. Um, they work. And that and that shows me what they'll be, those kids will be like when they grow up That's because good. they started at, the, at their young age. Well, in these uh, final minutes here and in your final days, where do we uh, where, where do you see the uh, under your administration under y'all's watch? Where are we going to see the Floyd County Sheriff's Office wind up? And um, let's go ahead and say December thirty first, two thousand and twenty. Um, you mean you, are you talking about when you transitioned when we get a new sheriff when when you guys kind of do the the proverbial sunset ride I mean you're all going to be here I don't mean that but I mean yes sir 
So what's a, what's the sheriff's department going to be like on uh, December thirty first? Well, I hope to have it. Um, I hope to have the, our our building up and going and our staff trained and ready and our vehicles. Uh, I, I mean, washed and I want them to walk into a to a well oiled machine. And uh, and our our agency right now, I, I I know I work there, but I I think we have the premier law enforcement agency in Rome. Uh, we we don't just do our job, but we get out and and volunteer in the community, and we set the example for the others to follow. And uh, we're nationally accredited. We're in the top five percent of law enforcement in the country. Uh, we're working to improve our image every single day, and we want to we want the next sheriff to say. My gosh, that's a, that's a high bar, and uh, I want them to get to that bar and 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 do the same thing. You mentioned one of my one of my one of the hallmarks again, having you know, had the opportunity to watch your 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 term as sheriff. By the way, what is both y'all's overall years of experience? Tim, first, how long uh, have you been? I'll be thirty. I have thirty five next year. I'll have forty two September. That's so uh, looking at what seventy seven years of total law enforcement in this room right now. That's an incredible contribution there. But one of the first things you did, Tim, I remember when you came on there, of course, you know, the, the positive in the community, get out there with champs, other programs as well. But was that accreditation? I mean, you guys, that was a tough couple of years for you guys. It sure was. We we actually did state certification first because it was it was not as hard as accreditation, and I thought we'd never get through that. And uh, and once we did, though, it did make it better for us. We it, it's, it's really hard to train people. The the older the younger ones the newer ones that hadn't it, it wasn't that bad but the ones who'd been there thirty five years and been doing it the same way for that long it, it was hard to do and but you know once we got to this point once we did the things that were required for it now we it's just like body cameras now, when we got the first body cameras out nobody was gonna put one of those things on you know I didn't nobody like it it wouldn't and now that we they've seen several different times we're having it on has paid off in 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 showing the truth now you know they all want to make sure they've got one that works and That's uh, it's it's and, and accreditation it, it it it's a tall ladder to climb but once you climb it you're on top and you've maintained it ever since so yes, sir. how many years now has that been y'all been accredited 12 14 it, it was it was in my second term so it would have been 12. I thought, okay, I thought it was about that much. Um, final question for both you guys. Um, Tommy, we'll start with you first. Your biggest, what, is, what has surprised you the most in your 40-plus years of doing this? What changes or what, what has been the like, You walk away and you say, okay, man, you know what really got me the most was X, this thing right here. What, what has been that thing? Been major changes. I started in 77. You can imagine the 70s up until current date. I mean, just the span of change that I've seen in law enforcement. And really that's the only thing that's consistent, it's change. It changes almost daily, and we see it every day. Tim, how about you? Um, the question was? What the changes you've seen, what, what surprised you the most in your, all, your, all your years in law enforcement? Uh, I guess the, the fact that, that we could rise as we have if we had, as an agency. When I went to work there, I mean, the jail was just a – it was the very last place you ever want to go to work at, and it, the the staff that we've got, the the morale that they show, they're they're we've got younger officers doing things now that that you know getting promoted early. They're showing real drive, enthusiasm, making the pushing the brand, uh, and that's the ones that we want to see. You know to to follow behind us you know instead of just being a place to go over and make 12 hours a day and, and work 
we're actually getting employees there that that have a have a drive and want and want to and want to ascend, and uh, that's 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 what we wanted to ha- have too. And uh, and I've seen a lot of different changes like he has. We came to work, had a flashlight and a gun, and you had to bring your own gun. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and 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 now with uh, tasers and technology, technology and, and all these things. Uh, body cameras it's unbelievable the the different thing and, and I'm glad of it because it makes us it makes the inmates safer sure. it makes it may, if you officers are trained better uh, you know it's so much change that I have seen and uh you know we're going to we're going to use it to our advantage as much as we can get it yeah good points but okay I lied to you one more quick question how have the inmates changed in that time um, unfortunately, I can't say that's for the better. There, that used to be when I went, came to work, and when chief, chief there, you know, the biggest problem we'd have was the drunks that wanted to fight. I mean, we had our, we had occasional murders, maybe two or three in there, a whole jail, but they, the fighting inmates, the drunks, and and that, and now, I mean, with these, we're 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 doing, they're they're saving lives every night. With Narcan, Narcan overdoses, fighting uh, uh, people come in on drugs that you can't, you can't even hold. Um, you know, the one a few weeks back jumped on the school bus. You know, it, yeah. I mean, people that 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 it takes five officers to fight the, the, to just restrain, and the scrutiny that's played on them later by, um, by you know some media that, that it appears to be. You know, I, I don't know how how hard it is to be a law enforcement officer nowadays to be on the street and have to deal with with the fact that that you you're shown ten seconds of a video of an incident that lasted you know a long a long lot longer than that, and uh, it's just it's very very tough. That's very very tough. Well, you guys have mastered it over your years. Again, a combined seventy seven years of experience here, and you're going out on a high note again with you know with additions and improvements that kind of stuff. Want to number one, thank you all. You always hear this stuff from the military, but thank both of you guys for your service. That's a long time. It's been fun. Good. Well, that's the important part. You enjoy your work. You've done good work. You saved some lives. Turn some lives around. And I'd love to hear, especially with the bridge coming up, about you know people who are in there. People say, well, gosh, why should they be doing this? Because you're trying to make sure they don't come back to the jail. And I don't think a lot of that message gets out there, that so many steps are trying to take somebody who made that mistake, let him or her learn and maybe get a head up by getting them out of that bad environment that got them there in the first place. It, it could have been me as a child growing up. I guess that's one of the reasons I've always been more tolerant of these younger people is because it, I, I think of myself, and many times I could have fell in that hole and been in that place, and, and, and I was very, very lucky. And I think that's why God put me in this place today to do that. Yep, good points about that. Guys, I want to thank you for your time today. Congratulations. I'm sure we'll be touching base again before you know the uh, before the end of December of next year. But, again, we want to thank both of you guys for being here today. And we'll be back with some more updates on the Hometown Headlines podcast and podcast interviews, including our relationship. We are in the studios of Brand Red today recording this one. We have more coming up. Guys, thanks for your time today. Listeners, thank you for yours. This is the Hometown Headlines podcast network. <laughs>